0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Torah Tzimecha Parsha with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Shoshana Schechter, and today we will be studying Parsha Breshi. This is very exciting. Parshat Breshit is really the pattern of human behavior. There is so much that happens in Brachit that we can learn from. In fact, the Ramban in his introduction to Sefer Brachit, really his introduction to the entire Torah, talks about how the stories of Breshit are so important. They're stories. There's no mitzvot. It's all narrative. And the stories are so important because it teaches us because it teaches us how to behave. It teaches us how to have a relationship with Hashem. So all the characters in Sefer Breshit, we learn so much from them. And that's why it's such an important Sefer. So before we start, let me just, um, I, I can't begin parsha Breshi without introducing the Sefer with the nitziv's introduction to Sefer Breshi. And what the nitziv does with every Sefer, he gives an introduction to the Sefer and he, in his introduction, he explains another name for the Sefer and why it's called by that name. Sefer Bereshit, I have to say, is my favorite. He talks about how Sefer Breshit is called Sefer Hayashar. And why is it called Sefer Hayashar? Because he makes a reference that Bilam referenced the Avos and called them Yesharim. And since this Sefer is called Sefer Hayashar, and since this Sefer is the Sefer of the Avot, so that's why it's called Sefer HaYashar. Now, when did Bilam make this reference? When Bilam realized that he couldn't curse Bnei Israel, he tried to curse Bnei Israel and he couldn't, at the end of the whole ordeal, he blurted out, Tamut nafshi Motisharim says the Nitziv. What he said was, I wish I could be, a little bit more. My end can be like those yesharim, And the yesharim he he's referring to, the Mufarshim say, are the Avos. Now this was a moment of epiphany, a moment of clarity that Billam had. It didn't last. I just have to tell you that much. Um, but he referred to the Avos as Yesharim. So the Nitziv talks about how this sefer is called Sefer Yasharim because it's about the Avos, and the Avos were Yesharim, were called Yesharim by Bilam. So the Nitziv asks, why? Why are we taking this reference, this this seemingly you know disconnected reference of the of, of Bilam Harasha, and using it to call a whole sefer? Maybe we can call it Sefer Tzadikim or Sefer Chasidim, But why Sefer Yesharim? And he says something very beautiful. Says the Nitziv. he says, he says, he, he references, he quotes a pasuk in in um, in Parshat Hazinu where he says that Moshe refers to Hashem as Tzadik v'yashar. Says the Nitziv, the shevach yasharhu ne'emar. That God, Hashem, is very yashar, is straight. And that's a characteristic that Moshe is referring to him with. He's using that characteristic. And this characteristic, this characteristic of Yashrut is what justified the terrible din, the terrible decree of HaKadosh Baruch Hu when he destroyed the the, 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 Beis HaMikdash, the second Beis HaMikdash, because it was a very crooked generation says the nitziv, torah. We explained said to the nitziv that there were people they were they were tzadikim and chasidim and they learned tremendous amount of torah at the time of the second Beis Hamikdash. hayu lamim. He says but they were not they were not yesharim when it came to everyday dealings. He says, because of chinam, because of baseless hatred they had towards each other, and et other thing is <laughs> each <laughs> other, and they suspected each other. They were judgmental of each other. And they called people names and, and heretics if they weren't, you know, doing avoda the way that they did avoda. And that led to bloodshed and divisiveness. And it led to all these terrible things culminating in the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash. And this is why... This, this terrible decree of God was justified. <laughs> because Hashem is yashar, He's straight. <laughs> and He doesn't have patience. Look at this language. You should look up the Nitziv if you can. It's the Emek Tavar, the introduction of Breshit. He doesn't have patience for tzadikim like this. Ela yashar gam olam. But rather, people who who are yashar, who are straight, also in the ways of the world. And they're not crooked. Even though it's l'shem shamayim. in other words, they're not they're not hating their fellow man because they're jealous of them because they have a bigger house than them. No, because they're not doing avodat Hashem. They're not worshiping God in the way that they feel that they should be worshiping. And it's 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 l'shem shamayim. It's for you know I'm fighting the battle of God, but it's terrible even in that case. Because it causes destruction of the world, destruction of everything that was created... And destruction of the, of the earth, of the world. And then the Nativ continues. He says, this is what was so praiseworthy about the Avot. That even though they were tzadikim and chasidim and lovers of Hashem in a way that more than you could ever imagine. Also, even more so, they were straight. Hainu Shah they had they were Yashar. Hainu Shahitinahagu Imumothaulam of De Elilima Look how they dealt with people who were diametrically opposed to everything they stood for, even people who were Ovde Avodazara, Mikoma Koma Yuimam Biava, Vikashula Tovatam it regardless despite the fact that they were people were different than them and diametrically opposed to their values and everything they stood for they still wanted what was best for them and they wanted and they prayed for and they davened for what was best for them kasher hikiyum and that is ultimately the fulfillment of creation and then Siv then goes on to continue. He continues and he says, look at look at how the Avos behaved. And he gives an ex- example. Look how Avraham Avinu on behalf of Sone. Even though he hated what they stood for. Like I said before, they were literally diametrically opposed to everything that Avraham stood for. He still, regardless of the differences, he still davened for them. He still wanted what was best for them. The Netziv, I would love to continue, but we have to finish the parsha. But uh, give an overview of the parsha. But the Netziv then continues and talks about how Yitzchak dealt with Melchior and the people around him and the Plishtim and how Yaakov dealt with with um with with Lavan and even though they deserved to not be treated nicely, look how he dealt with them. And this is says the Netziv the azet Saak Tamut Nafshim Motisharim. That's what Bilam said at the end of his life. I wish I could be more like those Yasharim, like the Avos. I was given kochot and I'm using those kochot to bring destruction to, to curse people. And the Avot were so yashar, they had their kohot and they brought it to bring bracha to bring goodness to people. And he says this is why this book is called sefer hayashar because this is mekhaimeh habriya, haynu mekhaimeh habriya and and the people who are yashar in this case the Avos are the ones who fulfill the entire Purpose of of creation, and that's why we explain nicely. He says why this sefer is called sefer hayashar shehu sefer habriya because this is the book of creation and the thing the 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 characteristic that fulfills the entire purpose of the creation and allows the world to continue to continue existing is the characteristic of Yashur. and that's why this sefer is called sefer hayashar. Now let's go through the parsha a little bit and talk about the different. Um, the different stories that are going on and what happens at the beginning and what happens at the end. If you look at the Parsha, the Parsha begins on a very high note. Hashem creates the world in Parak Aleph. He ends Perak Aleph kind of kiviyachol, taking a step back and looking at everything that he created. And it says, the Pasuk says at the end of Parak Aleph, And Hashem saw everything he did was very good. And it's so glorified. It's on such a high. He just spent six days creating the world and he's making a statement of total glorified goodness at the end of those six days. And then five and a half Prakim later, Hashem is destroying the whole world. And Hashem says at the beginning of Paragvav, Vayar Hashem et Ki ba'aretz, machshavot libo rak rak kol hayom. HaShem sees that man's evil is bad, and it's only bad, and HaShem decides to destroy the world. So what happens? What happened in this Parsha that it starts out so positively and ends off so negatively? And if you look through the Parsha, you see there's so a slowly, slowly, a... a, a Coming down of man, there's a slow degeneration of man as you go through the parsha. So let's look at the parsha. What happens? So Perak aleph, Hashem creates the world. Like we said, it ends on a very high note. Parak bet um, is the actually details of the creation of man that Hashem mentions in Parak Aleph, that the Torah mentions in Parak Aleph. When um in Parak Aleph we're told that Hashem created man, Bitzelam Elochim, in the image of God and in the con- and man and woman in the context of everything else being created. And then comes Parakbet, and Parakbet goes into detail about the creation of man and woman. And that's because man and woman are qualitatively different than every other creation that was created before that. In fact, the Mafarshan point out that Parak Aleph is all about man and woman being created, the genders of man and woman being created in the context of everything else that's being created the same way you have male and female animals, you have male and female people, and then comes along Parak Bed and says, okay, it's not just that there's a physical relationship between man and woman for reproductive purposes like we see in Parak Aleph, but now comes along Parak Bed and introduces an emotional, psychological, spiritual aspect of their relationship, which is the azer kenegdo, that man and that woman is an azer kenegdo So, a helper that's parallel to him. And that is unique to man and woman and not evident in the relationship between male and female animals. So, Parikbet is the details of the creation of man and woman. And then comes Parikgimel, which is the sin of Adam and Chava. Adam and Chava are told that they can eat from any tree in in all of Gan Eden except for one, except for the Eitz Hadat. And of course, they eat from the Eitz Hadat. Chava eats first, then she gives it to Adam. And you know, Rashi points out she gives it to Adam because if she's going to go down, he's going to go down with her. So she doesn't want to see him marry someone else. It's a it's an interesting Rashi over there. A lot of different interpretations of what happens. Um, and you know, if you want to spend time looking at some of this over Shabbos Parshat Breshit and sharing some ideas at your Shabbos table. I think it's important to look at what what Chava um, did and how she opened herself up to being manipulated by the Nachash because the more we can understand what happened and why Adam and Chava ate from the tree that Hashem told them not to eat from it, from the more we can understand about ourselves and why we do things that we know we're not supposed to do and what's the motivation behind it. So it's actually very interesting to look at and to see how she opens herself up and weakens herself to giving in to the Yetzer Hara, which was really what the Nachash was. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Sefer Breshid is really a pattern of human behavior. And that's why looking at that is very interesting. Um, then comes along Parak Dalid. And Perek Dalid, you have this, a second story highlighted. The first story being the story of Adam and Chava and their downfall. And then in Perek Dalid, you have the story of Kain and Hevel, where Kain and Hevel each bring a karban to Hashem. Hevel's is accepted, Kain's is not. And Kain, in a rage of jealousy, um kills kills Hevel. And, um, and that is the second story that's highlighted in the in the parsha. Then comes along um, the after the story of Kain and Hevel, the rest of Parak Dalid and the all of Parake goes through the Tola Dota Aretz, Tola Dota Adam, the different generations of man. And it basically goes through the generations. This one gave birth to this one, this one gave birth to this one, and then there's there's one person in those generations in that list of generations highlighted, and that's the that's Lamech, and um, one person you know Lamech we're told was born, and instead of going into the next generation after Lamech, before it goes into the next generation, it tells us a conversation or rather a statement. It's not really a conversation; it's a one-sided conversation that Lamech has with his wives, and if you you could look through that also when you're going through the parsha, Lamech, Lamech speaks to his wives in a very disrespectful way, he says, listen to what I'm saying, listen very carefully, he basically tells them, you better listen to what I'm saying, and you better follow my words, and not rebel against me, otherwise I'll kill you, you know, I killed other people, and I can kill you as well, so it's a very, very negative statement, and very derogatory, and then after it tells us, the conversation he has with his wives, it goes right back into the, and the different generations of man. And then finally, the fourth story that's highlighted, is only two psukim at the beginning of Parakvav, where we're told, it's also very strange, that you have these B'nai Elohim, the children of obviously not God, but Elohim are judges, as we see in other places, like in Parshat Mishpatim and other places in Tanakh, um, because judges do the role, they play the role of judging people, the role of God on, on earth. So sometimes they're called Elohim. And um, these, these powerful people um, exploited the Benota Adam. They took advantage of the Benota Adam. And a um, lot of Mufarsim talk about what that means, um, but they took advantage of them sexually. They definitely didn't treat them in a way that they should be treated. And right after this point, right after that happens, that's when Hashem says, okay, that's it. I'm destroying this whole place. I'm destroying the world and I'm starting again. And I want to suggest that what happens in Breshit from the beginning of Breshit to the end of Breshit is that we have a breakdown of the tzelem elokim of the image of Hashem that man was created with by Hashem at the beginning of creation. There was a breakdown of that and a breakdown of the relationship between man and woman of that ezer Kenegda relationship. And that's what led to the ultimate destruction of the world. Enjoy. It's been enjoyable learning with you and looking forward to doing it again next week. Shabbat Shalom.